Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Storybox podcast, where I, your esteemed host, Jay Phantom, has the utmost privilege and honor to unbox amazing stories from incredible people twice a week. I'm delighted and grateful that you're here today. Now let's dive into the story box and hear more about our guest today. Welcome everyone back to another episode of the story box podcast. We are on episode 40 and I kid you not, this is an awesome episode. It's awesome because we dive deep into not only my story, but Greg's. And what started out as was, was meant to be a just a mere phone conversation to get to know each other ended up being so much more and I'm really thankful for Greg and his time really enjoyed this conversation and we dive deep into many things but one of them that we dive deep into is near-death experiences that Greg had and I've had three of them Greg's had two of them and we get talking about a lot of different things on this interview but for those of you who don't know who my guest is today, his name is Greg Jaden. And Greg started out as an ad agency exec with a passion for the creative process, located in Manhattan Beach, California, and the founder of an award-winning digital agency. He started working with top brands in their digital marketing and creative initiatives. Greg has led many high converting campaigns, travel video campaigns, and product sale conversion campaigns for many brands through social media, digital marketing, and travel visuals to compel to tell compelling stories for his clients. He is an established photographer, filmmaker, storyteller, and explorer. Greg's ability to capture unforeseen opportunities has helped him work with some of the most prestigious Fortune 500 brands in the world. Through social media channels, his team has been able to share with millions of people how to demonstrate unique perspectives of timeless visuals for clients. Jaden has a strong passion for all forms of storytelling, directing, and cinematography. After preserving, I should say, two near-death experiences in 2009 and again in 2016, he continues to test the boundaries of his creative process by incorporating deeper meaning and spiritual elements into his work, which is something that we also get talking into, uh, we also, also dive into as well on this episode. He works closely with organizations to protect wildlife, conservation of our oceans, and coaching people in spiritual transformation. A combination of outdoor adventurer, travel, and people, Jaden is known for world travel storytelling, motivational talks, and epic landscapes. Now, his, his clients includes an extensive experience working with local, regional, and global brands such as Disney, Fox, CBS, Cricket Wireless, 
G Technology, Sony, Low Pro, Universal Music, Universal Studios, Nokia, Porsche, Lamborghini, Edison Field, Bank of America, Honda, Pepsi, Red Jack, and Cisco, just to name a few. He's sponsored by Sony, Low Pro, G Technology, Hoya Filters, and many, many more. Now, on this episode, Greg and I talk about being on borrowed time, what that actually means, and learning to actually follow your heart, listening to it wholeheartedly, not just sometimes, but all the time. And Greg shares how he has actually listened to his heart on every single occasion that he's ever had any doubts on anything, and it's never steered him wrong. We also get talking about spirituality and meditation, so what that means to him and how he actually goes about doing that. Doubt and actually fixing doubt, learning to trust yourself, learning to trust your heart, like I mentioned earlier, being honest with yourself, what that actually means, and how can we actually be more honest with ourselves and with each other, asking the big questions in life. Now, this is why I meant in the beginning that we go deep. We ask a lot of meaningful questions and we just have an amazing conversation. And we also talk about gratitude. So what gratitude is, how can we apply that in our own life? There's a lot of great uh, content in this episode. I'm really grateful for Greg and his time. We, we didn't actually get talking much about his photography experience, which I know uh, I'm wanting to do eventually. Uh, there might be a part two. You never know. Uh, so keep up to date with social media. Make sure you follow Greg. And if you do get something out of this episode, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode, post it up on social media, tag Greg and the Storybox podcast. Let us know what you think. Leave a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or just should just say Apple Podcasts because uh, you can only leave reviews on there. But anyway, guys, I'm going to be quiet now because... Uh, we're going to dive into the story box with Greg Jaden. Welcome to your borrowed time. I, I totally feel like I'm on borrowed time so many times. Yeah. And you're right. Unless you go through an NDE, uh, it's a lot of people live their lives by certain means. And, and sometimes that can be like egotistical or shallow and non-spiritual. Hmm. And it's weird because even before my NDE, I was very spiritual. I mean, I've been spiritual since I, a young age, just, just for lack of a better word. I just wanted a deeper meaning in life. So I would just gravitate towards things that meant something rather than just kind of be doing the shallow stuff that was available to me right at, you know, right in front of me. So um, those NDEs, yeah, absolutely 100%, they can change you. So what sort of spirituality did you sort of discover or go towards? Right. So <clears throat> when I was young, I used to, I didn't even know I was doing this, but I used to meditate mm. and I didn't even know what it was. So I would like, my mom was really chaotic, so she would love to play the radio and then she'd have the TV going and like the upstairs was like just so much noise. And for some reason I just didn't like it. Yeah. So I would go and I was in Canada at the time. So we would have basements. So I would go to my basement where it was quiet. I would just sit there and I didn't even know why I was doing this. I'd have the lights off. It was like so weird. Like I'd go down, you know, to get something in the fridge and I'd be like, wow, it's pretty quiet here. And then an hour would pass and all of a sudden I could hear my mom, she would come downstairs, what are you doing down here? And turn on the lights. I'm like, what are you doing? Leave me alone. So it was just this weird thing. And I guess it had always kind of gave me that clarity that I desperately needed because I feel like if you don't have that clarity, you really don't know which way to go in life. 
You know, yeah. they're always thinking and always questioning and always like re-questioning and then rethinking and overthinking. And you know what, you know, the phrase, like, you know, they say, they always say that it's like your first instinct is the right one. And that's kind of like the soul's guidance. So if you don't listen to that guidance, then your overthinking is already put you on the wrong path. Yeah. And then it's, then you got to have this like work, this energy, whether it be God or universe or whatever you believe to get you back on that path. Mm. Is it <laughs> so, to doubt yourself in that, in that moment as well? Like, because you do sort of feel like this is where I do need to go, but this idea of doubt sort of comes into your mind. So how do you sort of get rid of the doubt and just follow your, your heart almost? Yeah, it's weird. Um, I, I just always go with that first instinct. I've never disputed it. Even mm -hmm. if it, if it ever came to anything in life, like whether it be like a job or um, a project or anything, I just, if it doesn't feel right, I just, I don't, I don't do it. Like, I don't, can't even explain it. I feel the feeling and I just trust it because yeah. even though there's no answer of how it's going to play out, that's, I just, I just grab and harness that energy and I trust it and I just go, okay, I don't think this one's good or I'll, maybe I'll pass on that. Um, you know, and, and it's weird because when other things come into the existence, like, you know, you meet someone and it might lead somewhere else or they might, uh, um, you know, help you with a project or, or put you somewhere else. I just feel like when you get that flow, everything just falls into place. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Has it ever steered you wrong though? What's that? Has it ever steered you wrong? Uh, no, it hasn't. That's the thing. And like, even though we talk about these ND, NDEs, it's hundred percent meant to be. And that's the scary thing is it's like everyone has their path. Some people's paths just turn out. They live, you know, till 20, they live till 80. Some people's paths, they turn out, they stay in one town, wherever they live in whatever country and they never leave. Like that's just yeah. some people's paths. So the NDE had changed in such a significant way because it answered a lot of the questions I had about what, God was in the universe. I just call it God, but it can be a higher power or whatever. Um, and really it wasn't a religious thing. It wasn't an earthbound religion thing for me. It was just understanding that there's a, an energy so bigger than our universe that just creates our movement, our momentum, our cells, our entire life. So it answered a lot of that, but it also answered a lot of, um, questions about that guidance because there obviously there's kind of like light and dark forces on our earth. Mm. It's pretty obvious and apparent. So if you don't get guided by, you need to distinguish which one's light and which one's kind of dark. So that's where that, that twinge that we're all born with comes in. Like it's like a, a compass that just knows it's like a moral compass that goes, okay, this is going to be good for me or, you know, and a lot of people do things that are bad for them, which is, is bizarre, but it's like a dysfunctional programming that they learned from a long time ago or, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's changed me in a way. Like it, it kind of enhanced and increased that spiritual path I was already on, yeah. but it answered a whole heck of a lot of stuff. And I utilized that in my life going forward, just, um, you know, even with photography or anything mm. business. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it's just weird. Have you ever noticed like, how can someone actually listen more to, their own voice or their own intuition almost. What are some strategies that you would say to someone that sort of can open themselves up to a little bit more? Right. So I actually have this challenge. Um, a lot of people are like, why don't you just do this online at a larger capacity? And I'm like, well, you know, I probably should, but I always give this challenge to everybody and I'm like, just meditate for 30 days. Yeah. That's it. So you, you start with 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. And during the meditation, don't move a muscle and just sit and breathe. And if you move, start over. 
And then the second week, increase that to 20 minutes. The third week, you should be at about 30, 40 minutes. And by the fourth week, it should be an hour a day sits. So, um, and the reason I say this, so when they do this, I've done this to probably at least a couple hundred people that I know, and their lives have changed profoundly. Like they've mm-hmm. made so many different changes. They've cut out, you know, those people that kind of don't belong in their lives, those energy sucker, kind of those negative thinkers, um, the non-supportive people. And they've just gone to this whole new level, like a whole new being. And it only took 30 days and it was just so easy. So for me, just giving that advice to anybody, if you want to change anything in your life, just meditate, meditate an hour a day. Mm. It'll blow your mind. And the problem is what happens is our nervous systems and our brains start controlling our soul's you know, it's, it's guidance and where it's going. So the soul is like that energy, like that, that thing that that's the yes machine that says, okay, this is good for you or go here or guides you that day into a coffee shop, you meet someone. And then that's kind of like your destiny. Do you know what I mean? So that meditation puts you into a place of clarity. So it, it stops that brain from spinning and it stops that nervous system from wanting to go, go, go and do stuff all the time. And once you control that brain and that nervous system and you shut it down, then your being is allowed to have control of your life. Mm. Have you ever come to like any great realizations or great ideas when you've meditated? Um, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So I, I'm famous for saying like, I'll be in a business meeting and we'll end the meeting and I'll be talking with my team and I'm like, I'm going to go meditate on it. You know what I mean? Cause it's either we're going to decide to do business with this company or we're not. And it's, it's a big decision because it's going to affect our, our future, but it has to feel right. So I will know usually it feels right, but sometimes I'll just say that as like a, a way to kind of get my alone time and I'll kind of go, okay, like, is this the, is this the right choice? You know, like, cause I don't want to be thinking about it. I want to feel it. So usually in that meeting, I will feel it, but if there's ever uncertainty, I'll say, I'll, um, cause like my team might be gung ho on it, but I'm not feeling it. And I can't explain to them. I'm like, look, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Like mm. they'll be like, well, what do you mean? These are guys are great. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just the people I'm just, we're not just, we're, we're like not jiving. We just don't have that, that thing. So yeah, hundred percent. I apply it to so many aspects of it because I feel like if it doesn't feel right, there's no point in doing it. Mm. You know, it's like, it's like, even if you, if, if you meet someone and you want to do a project together or even want to a guy and a girl meet like if there's not that chemistry why do they continue just just yeah. admit it it's okay you know like you might think they're super attractive and go wow man they're like mind-blowing but in all honesty if it just doesn't feel right like you want to be able to be yourself with someone you know what i mean so you just want to kind of be like yeah this is great um <laughs> i can do anything i want i just be myself and you actually like me <laughs> yeah and the vice versa well there's that so. denial aspect from one side where there is that connection but almost there's this fear attached to it. Like I, I'm, I'm putting myself in this vulnerable position right now to open myself up to a person that I don't really know that well yet. So how can I, you know, put myself out there and trust my own intuition that this is the right thing to do. So it's kind of like that fine line trying to decide, okay, well, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but yet I feel, so I, I see the connection. I feel the connection. But yet, then again, I don't know if it's the right path for me to take. So I was trying to yeah. figure out between, okay, well, if I don't actually feel right, but yet I still see the connection, is this the right path for me to take and see where it goes? So I find for you, man, like really, how do you sort of manage that? Like do you just say completely outright no, even if you see the connection or even if you see the potential, but it just doesn't feel right? 
Yeah. So if something like, like for that, that example, if it doesn't feel right, just be honest with yourself. Like you said, it's fear and denial. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of people live in denial in their lives. They literally try to justify the dumbest things. I, I, I hear it all the time. People justify their behavior when I'm, I'm like, just admit you did it and made a mistake. It's no big deal. Just get, let it go. So I feel like people have trouble letting go and, and a lot of people can live in denial and the denial either comes from fear of not thinking they deserve better or yes. something way more compatible and what they're like even working to, to, to get to know. Does, does that make sense? Because it just, you can feel if it doesn't feel right in that kind of situation. So, um, and that goes with anything in life. So it's like, it's, I think it's just being honest with yourself. Like just, just look at the truth of it and go, you know, I've gotten along with, people way better than this. Why would I even bother pursuing it? Does that make sense? hundred percent, man. I know for me last year, I started listening <laughs> to myself a lot more because um, I went through absolute hell last year. And then towards the end of last year, I started like, cause I was almost starting from scratch again. And I was trying to figure out who I was as a person, who I actually wanted to be and my why as well. But I had so many opportunities with so many different jobs and I kid you not, like one seemed to be the most attractive out of all of them. And I had so many opportunities like working for some, some top companies and earning a lot of money to start off with. But I just did not feel the connection or it just didn't feel right for me. And I was not afraid in that moment to say no, even though I did not know if I was going to survive tomorrow or the next week but I just knew that if I was going to go down this path, I wasn't going to be happy. I wasn't going to be fulfilled and I wasn't going to get any value out of my life. Sure. I would have been earning money, but I just would have been going down that same rabbit hole that I'd been going down for the last year. So I didn't want to do that again. And when I said no, and I had that release, I kid you not, man, it was like the best feeling in the world. And doing what I'm doing now, I know that is right because I get to speak to people like yourself and talk about this and connect on different levels and help others. And if I didn't listen to myself, listen to my own intuition and my own gut telling me, this is the wrong path for you to take. Here's the right one. Take it. Don't be afraid. And just watch the progression. But yeah. also with that, a little bit more to what you're saying about the making mistakes, there's so much fear around actually making a mistake or failing that we stop ourselves. We stop our own voice telling us that we should do it. So yeah. one strategy that I implemented last year, I don't know if this has worked for you, man, but it's just thinking about what's the worst that can happen to me. And I've been through three NDEs. And so I know that the worst thing that can possibly happen to me, even, even that is death. But on the other side of death, what is there? There's life. It's abundant. That's what I believe. So why am I so afraid? Am I so afraid of the pain or am I afraid of the worth or the journey of going through that pain? So I really started to think about that and I said, well, okay, at the end of the day, everything is going to be ultimately okay. So if you have that mindset and you keep telling yourself constantly that everything's going to be, you will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think everything's meant to be. So if you have that mentality, like it, whatever, 
whatever's meant to be is going to happen whether you like it or not. That's yeah. the point of life. Like it doesn't even matter. And I, I feel like I can name probably a hundred people right now that have been in wrong relationships. Finally, there's a catalyst so big that just comes in and <laughs> explodes that relationship. And then it's like, okay, I'm done, done, done. Like, I'm like, are you done, done? Or are you done, done, done? And they're like, oh, I'm done, done, done this time. I'm like, okay, good. You know, go get the one that you're meant to be with because that's God trying to get you on your path. Yeah. Right. In order to get you what's meant to be. So that's where I'm really good at letting go of stuff. And I, I find it's just a habit I probably got from playing Canadian hockey. Like we're really good at having no rear view mirror. Mm. So when we get into life situations, uh, like if you play a bad game that day, you forget, like it, you don't even think about it the next day. You just let it go. Cause the next day, if you have a game, you're going to, you, you don't want to crap the bed on that game for lack of better words. You want to like do as good as possible and yeah. try to win with your team. So if you don't let go of those bad games and I see it in playoffs all the time. So I just have this skill where I just don't, it doesn't matter. Like, <clears throat> I use it in business where there's bad moments. Sometimes the client's mad, you know, you try to make it better. And it's not always a quick fix in life. So mm. sometimes it's just a bit of a process. Maybe the client has to cool off. Maybe someone on my team did something and it's happened before. I mean, I was in Hong Kong and I had a client thing just go crazy on me. And I'm like, how's this happening? Like I'm trying to film all this stuff and <laughs> I've got a client freaking out because one of my team, sorry, excuse me, did and said the wrong thing. And I'm like, oh. And then they emailed and said more of the wrong stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Like, edit here. Let me just interject. So I literally had to let the person go. But um, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. So like when we talk about that intuition, that's your soul barking at you. And this is why meditation, coming back to that, this is why it's so important. Because, mm. and it's kind of neat that everyone's at homestay. Because I feel like this, this stay at home thing, I call it homestay. Stay at home is, is really going to get hopefully a little bit more spiritual spark out of people because when you quiet your being, take your mind out of the equation, take your nervous system that wants to go do stuff all the time out of the equation. Now you've got your soul. And the thing about a soul is it always chips it away at you and tells you, Hey, what about me? What about me? Don't you, you came here with this purpose. What about me? What about me? Mm. And the, the thing is, is a lot of people don't listen to that. Like, in fact, you and I were lucky we had NDEs. Mm. So when you have that near death and you go to the other side and come back, you're like, you're not even scared to die anymore. And that's probably the biggest fear of all humans. Yep. So we're already ahead of the game. We're like blessed with this. I always see mine as a blessing. Did it suck? Yeah. Did I almost lose everything? Yeah. Did I have to heal for many years? Yeah. Was I, did I have problems with concussion? Totally. I, I my short term memory was so affected. I couldn't even remember a sentence. It was like awful. So I was like, I'm trying to do business. I'm on the phone with like fortune 500 clients and I'm sounding like a, like a, someone that just like didn't even go to school. Like I'm like, oh. I would be like, Oh yeah, I got this great thought. I'm like talking. And then I'm like, I forget it. And I forget, like it was a strategic thought. It was like something we're going to execute. And I'm like, Oh man. So I would just give everything to my PM. And I'm like, look, for some reason, my short term memory hasn't come back yet. So it, it's that thing. But I think hundred percent we're, we're blessed and, and you're right. Part of that. And that's why it's in my bio. I kind of hated talking about it. And I, a lot of people don't even know it. And I really don't like to go back and talk about it because there was the original car crash and it was like a good five year healing process. It was brutal. And then at the end of it all, I had a TMJ and with the concussion, I, I ended up cracking a root in this tooth and I didn't even know it. So five years down the road, I had this big um, abscess just form out of nowhere in my neck. And I was like, are you serious? And I was already like doing like photography and I had projects and stuff. 
So it was gnarly. It was like so bad that my jaw was starting to shut and I couldn't, I had to, to blend all my food, um, to, to stay alive for like a, a good couple of weeks until I could, um, get the surgery done. So it was like, it got to the point it was so bad that I, uh, you know, sometimes when you're in a bad shape, you don't realize mentally you're in bad shape. Like you think yeah. at first I thought my neck was out. Like I thought all oh, this pain in my neck and then it started swelling and I'm like, this isn't good. So I literally had to um, go in and the surgeons were like looking at me like they, they rushed it. It was like total emergency. And it was so bad. that It was like, I can like, it was like, so my jaw couldn't open. And when they put you under, so yeah. the surgeon comes with his two um, anesthesiologists and they were like, they had a conversation with me and they're like, <clears throat> okay, well, there's a chance you might wake up in um, ICU. So the critical unit. Yeah. Cause they had to avoid three cranial nerves in my neck. Dude. So it was like one that controls my taste, one that controls my swallowing, and the other one that I think that controlled my bottom lip. Yeah. So this guy's like either gonna be the worst thing I've ever met or a savior. So wow. I'm like, that's okay. And then of course the people putting me under are like, Yeah, we're probably gonna have to go through your nose and you're gonna have to be awake for it. Cause they couldn't because normally you they put you under and they kind of go in your mouth. And I'm like, oh, this is sounds great. Okay, so anyways, on the operating table. They were doing funky stuff. They kind of give you something to kind of get you a little relaxed, but it was, I could feel everything. And I was so grossed out by it. I'm like, this is oh, so, just when I couldn't handle it, I went under and I was like, oh, awesome. Okay, do your magic. Yeah. So it was cool because long story short. So what he did was he obviously got the, the abscess, got rid of it. And then um, it was after I woke up from the surgery, I'm, I'm usually pretty, pretty healthy. So I kind of woke up, felt like I just was asleep and I felt bad because there's people in the, in the mm -hmm. operating room. You can hear them. They're so confused. They don't know where they are. So it was just like the, the scariest moment. You didn't really realize it was so critical until after, you know, and there was like eight days in the hospital and they had to keep me in the burn unit because the ear, nose and throat surgeons operate out of the burn unit. So I had seen and smelled things that no human should ever oh, like yeah. you think you're bad then you look at them you're like well they're pretty bad but like literally like there was a drain in my neck like, it was awful but the weird thing was is being an entrepreneur like i'm like closing deals in my hospital bed i'm just pushing my appointments right like it's so stupid and little do they know i'm being kept there because if my white blood cell count kept going up or something it would mean infection i would have to stay but it kept going down so i was like Dude. I'm telling the surgeon, I'm like, don't worry, I'm healthy as a rock. And like, I have pictures of it. It's just like so gross. Like, I was like looking at me and I'm like, and I'm doing this and like right after the surgery, I'm like, I don't know. So I got a pretty good pain threshold. <laughs> yeah, I think we both do. Having to go through all that sort of stuff. Like, my goodness. That was yeah, so I, I, I don't like talking about it. So actually, I, I just threw my bio because I, I got some other um, folks that want to talk to me about it and stuff. And, uh, I just, I, I'm trying to figure out like a good way to help people because one, as you know, it's probably hard to explain the other side to people. And mm -hmm. when I talk to people that, that aren't spiritual about spirituality, sometimes they look at you like, you're fine. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you can't see it, you can't hear it. You can't think it. It's, it's not real yeah. when it's completely real. So is that, faith that, 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 you, faith, is that faith aspect and belief? that even yeah. though you can't see it with your own two eyes, it's still actually there. And that's yeah. what I've, that's what I've realized as well, that I'm, I'm a Christian as well, brought up in a, in a family that my, my belief system is, okay, I've been able to see firsthand what God has been able to bring me through and get me to a point at the moment 
in my own life where I am content, I'm happy, and I'm able to help others not jam anything down their throat, but just share a story that is going through my life or even your life as well, that is going to help them realize that, hey, we're not funny people. Hey, we have been through these kinds of crazy experiences, like a near-death experience. It's nuts. Like you really boil it down and you get to the, the root cause of it and you think to yourself, well, that person almost died and they're still here. Why are they still here? And you got to figure out all these other things out. Like, like I said, it's a, it's a hard, it's a really hard um, conversation to have with someone that doesn't really understand. Yeah. I, I think I can, I can relate to, to your story a little bit. Sounds like you went through a insane um, situation in your, in your life. Was that the first time? Um, yeah, I think the crash, the crash really was the first time I think I'm trying to think back. Yeah, that would have been it. That's, it was a gnarly one. It was, uh, I, I could have easily been a quad or a paraplegic or paralyzed. Um, I guess I grasped my steering wheel so hard. It, it really, it was a weird thing. It was a weird day. Um, I was on my way to the office and I was, I had a couple of meetings and, uh, someone had turned in front of me right when I was going through my intersection. So they caused it. And, uh, I guess I, I, I have like good reflexes. I grasped. And, um, when I grasped my steering wheel, the, the main traffic light was right there. So I had to kind of swerve to miss that, but I went over Meridian and, and, and on the merge lane, I went over that. Luckily there was no cars there and hit another pole. There's poles everywhere. You don't realize as you're driving, there's poles everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like I missed the main pole, which probably would have killed me. And then the next pole, when I hit it, that's when I, I hit my head. So I was out, like done. And it, it was like, oh, okay, interesting. Wow. And the interesting thing is when you, it's like a switch. So what people, and I, I love to explain to people is when you, when you actually do pass away and you go to that other side, mm-hmm. it's immediate. It's like the warmest, purest love that you could ever imagine. That um, it's just like this warm blanket of love and all the human stuff that everybody squawks over every day. It doesn't even come with you. You don't even remember it. It's like none of it. So as people fight and there's drama and we watch shows and we watch reality shows and our culture just loves to go down that path. None of that comes with you. So if you had a fight with someone, if you're in a lawsuit, any of that stuff, just everything stays here. It's just an amazing thing. So all that human stuff, when people distinguish the difference between the power of like your soul's journey and, and like evolution and the power of um, like the human stuff, that's just material shit. Like it doesn't even have anything to do with your soul because your soul just carries on. And then whether it comes back in human form or, or not, that's up to obviously your counsel and, and mm-hmm. God and all that. There's a lot of different things and rules that go on over there, but this is, that's what's so powerful about it. And so like that warm love. So it's but like, you know how you see in the movies, like uh, Bruce Almighty, when yep. he gets, you know, gets hit, right? And then he's all like, ooh, it's all dreaming. There's that music. <clears throat> like, it's kind of like that, except, you know, and there's no negotiating. Like, you're not like having, it, it's like not this weird conversation. But then when you come back, it's like, <clears throat> you're back. And there's paramedics halfway to me. And then they're like, do you know where you are? Do you know your name and stuff? And I'm like, chaos. <laughs> yeah. You go from a place of peace to then other chaos. And it's sort of like it's a jolting moment for you and you got to try and regain some composure and it, it's hard because you you feel like you want to go back to that place of peace and yeah. not be in this 
pain or torment or agony almost. And I think that that shows the character of a person as well, what they're able to see and then have to experience after they've come back and, and continue on because almost it's sort of like, okay, well, I have gone to the other side. I have seen a little part about this peace aspect and what it actually feels like, but now I'm stuck in this body again. I'm experiencing pain again. Well, how do I manage that? It's different because now I've experienced this and now I have to go back to this. So it's coming to that realization of acceptance that this is, you're still here and you're not, you're not finished yet. So you've been able to travel all over the world, man, and, and document and capture and, and tell stories of some pretty amazing places all over the place. And has that, do you think helped you question or ask who made all this? Is, is there someone that created all this or what, what usually goes through your mind? Yeah, I just, um, well, regards to that, I was, I was new that something greater than ourselves was out there. Like that was just a natural thing. I just didn't know. Cause I, I used to look at the world and how things function and how cultures, you know, have evolved and, and, and everything from, um, you know, how, what the choices they make in their lives and where they go. So you always knew there was something greater and there's way too many stories of miracles happening. And there's way too many stories of, I had a lot of close calls where I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even believe in God back then. I just called it the universe. And someone was saving my butt from something, you know what I mean? So I knew that there was a force that was either protecting me, guiding me. I just, I just could feel it. So I was just being honest. I could feel, I really didn't know what it was back then. Uh, so when I do, like, for example, when I'm in Sundong, um, the cave just behind me, that's like the largest cave in the world. And it's one of the only caves in the world that has um, green. Like it actually has a bit of an ecosystem starting. Cause so it's where this, the, the ceiling is caved in, you know, thousands of years ago and it's starting to, you know, it rains and then it grows plants. Most caves don't have anything in them. They're just mm. like yes. sediment or limestone or just some, some kind of rock. Um, so when you're inside the earth, it's such an interesting feeling because you, you hear earth. There's mm. nothing else you can hear. There's no wind. There's no nothing. There, there can be a breeze and then you hear the river underneath. But when you're in places where it's completely dead silent, what we would do is we would turn our, our headlamps off and it would be pitch black and we'd just sit and listen to it. And you can't even hear yourself breathe, let alone hear yourself think. You're, you're not thinking, you're just feeling everything. So, yeah, 100%. I knew that it was because really Sondong, is, it's called a Mountain River Cave. It's called Han Sondong. If you translate that, I'm pretty sure it's Mountain River Cave. Mm-hmm. And all that was is a river from Laos that ended up going through and making a big hole in a mountain. And as the mountain was caving in, you've got these dew lines which provide these, these greenery places. So... That's the motion of life is hundred percent. There's always something doing it. Like, even if you like, let's say you cut your finger, there's a motion and an energy that's, that's healing that with every day you wake up, you go to sleep, that motion inside the body, carrying nutrients to the wound, um, the, the, the stopping the bleeding, um, just everything about life is just movement and motion. So if you think of our planets moving and the universe and there's debris, everything's about motion. So yeah, it's that, that definitely every time I'm at a landscape and stuff, I'm speechless. Like I, I try to film as much as I can, but I try to enjoy it as much. It's just a weird thing. Like people are like, how'd you even get that clip? I'm like, I don't know. I, I probably was doing this while I was like enjoying it. I probably wasn't even looking. Yeah. It was like one of those things. <laughs> yeah. So 
but I do want to capture because now I can look at my footage and, and do both. It's like a hybrid. So I can feel it mm. and I can see it and still feel it. So hundred wow. percent. Yeah. Like, and I guess I gravitate towards landscapes because I, <clears throat> I love the stories and I love the culture and being submersed in cultures where I have to learn a language and be accepted um, uh, with people that are different cultures. And sometimes there's some hate on a, you know, Westerner society and you just deal with that. And it's, I mean, you're, you're in Australia. So, you know, if you go to Indonesia and stuff, they're, they're pretty nice, but as you get further North, it might be a little bit, they might think you're American until they hear you and go, Oh, yeah. you're Aussie. Cool. Wait, where are you from? Are you Britain? Like some, you know, you just never know. Like some, a lot of people don't even know I had Canada passport. They don't even know what it is. They're like, is that the USA? I'm like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Themselves separate. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. Right. So all you can do is do your best to try to, you know, if there's any hardship or any kind of weird vibe going on, you can just try to mend that and, and, and do your best within these cultures and stuff. So the landscapes always brings me to these places that are just breathtaking. Like I don't, there's reason speechless. Like I can't even put it into words. And I, I feel like I'm like just trying to get it all now. Do you know what I mean? Because like, if you think about it in, in life, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when you start your internet companies and you just start growing this stuff, like you kind of get caught up in that and you kind of get caught stuck where you have to be available for client meetings and stuff. You can't really travel. Mm. Now our culture has accepted it so much that it's okay to, for me to pick up a meeting and I'm halfway across the world and the client's like, Oh, Hey, cool. How's it going? I'm like, it's going great. You know? So, yeah. um, but yeah, hundred percent. So, and I feel like being with landscapes, a lot of people always go to them to cleanse anyways and to feel connected to like our mother earth and to feel that, that energy yeah. um, that creates us. So I'm always, I don't think I'm ever stressed. Even when I'm in storms, I don't think I'm too stressed. And I've been caught in some gnarly storms. <laughs> I've been, I've almost had hypothermia, but I just don't get stressed because I feel like I prep as good as I can and I study it and make sure the weather and stuff's good, but it does humble you. You know, when you get caught in something that's, can be really gnarly. I mean, you poor guys, you just had that fire that broke out. I mean, I was just like heartbroken for you watching this. Mm. So I think that all these little things are clues and, and signs from our creator that, that say like, you guys, your lives are so valuable. Like now I, I just, I am, I make it so easy to feel good. I've always have, but now it's like, I'm happy just eating a tasty meal. Like it's not even like some people are like, I need that Lambo and I'm going to be happier. I need that Mercedes. I'm like, you know what, dude, like I'm good with just this moment. And I break it down moment to moment to moment. That's why I don't have anxiety. And that's why I feel like I don't have, um, I'm not worried about my future. Am I planning? hundred percent. We all plan. We strategize. And yeah, we're trying to survive and make it. And even this weird time right now, we're still trying to, you know, strategize and make a, a future. We don't even know what the future is and we're still working towards it. You know what I mean? So you just got to kind of keep that faith and work towards it and just kind of adjust the plan as you go. So being flexible hundred percent is sort of like the key to this all, but yeah, I'm, I'm always connected to something greater. I and love the landscape. Yeah. They make it easy, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is click. <laughs> yeah. And right, it's, you know, you have to get that feeling in downtown Manhattan. It's just not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> you know, or Sydney, you're just not going to feel that at the coffee shop. No, but you can, if you're good at the spiritual connection, you can zone that out, throw some headphones on and Hey, you're there. Yeah. So really, I love that. You have to yeah. Let your environment control you. I love that. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's that, that guy who's all in the hustle and bustle and that film trick where they just zoom in on the person's face. And it's almost like he is 
one with himself and one with his surroundings, but he's not focused in on everything that's going on around him. It's almost like this heightened sense of awareness in that Mm. moment. I think that's like almost a cool thing, but you're doing that in all these other environments and, and these great places that you get to document and the capture and that, is there a favorite one that you've been to or is, is the one on your back wall? Is that your favorite one? You reckon? Yeah. I get asked that a lot. <clears throat> Actually, I don't, I, so for me, I break it. I have such a weird criteria. So I always, I don't, I love warm culture. <laughs> like I love yeah. warm temperatures. So like, cause I've been, all my friends are like, let's go to Iceland. Let's go to Iceland. I'm like, I would love to go, but I just, I grew up in Canada. So I've seen enough cold and snow to last me like a hundred lifetimes. So <laughs> I just put it on the back burner. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get there. And then I feel like, oh, maybe it's overshot. But um, so for these places, no, I, like, like Hansan Dong is totally original. There's nothing that can beat the feeling of, of going through that cave. And I, I've been wanting to go back for, you know, a couple of years now. And I'm talking to different people about going back and different brands. So that's still something that's really, really dear to my heart. But mm. they're all awesome. I mean, I, I can't even describe the, the feelings of just being in, in these landscapes and you know, every time I get to a waterfall in Indonesia, I'm just speechless, even though some people might think who cares, the water's just falling, but these mass scale waterfalls that I don't even have in my, my country. And I don't even have, you know, you just get there and you're like, how does this even happen? I never even saw a river once, but they have these waterfalls everywhere. And then, you know, you get your drivers and your team and they just take you and you get out and you think you're in a village to go have like something eat and you go down, you know, you do a hike and you boom, you're there. So I don't know. I mean, Indo's awesome because there's so many islands and so many different things and there's like extinct animals and there's you have a last chance to see them vietnam for sure i'd probably say those those two were at the top mm. i need to get, i need to get out of australia more because you're so close it's like only five hours aren't you to indo i think I'm, like I'm very, we're very close but the thing is yeah. i haven't actually ventured out of australia i mean i've been to uh Vanuatu, i've been to um New Caledonia, Champagne Bay, Mystery Island, which were beautiful to see, man. Crystal mm-hmm. clear, blue waters, being able to swim in them, perfect temperatures. I mean, you, you can't complain. And I mean, you get to, you just like, for me, if you didn't see the ship that was there and you had just like this massive view of the water, the mountains, the beach, the sand, all these things, you would just feel this sense of contentment. And like, you didn't have to leave, but the moment yeah. you see the boat, it's almost like, Oh, I've got to leave now. So I've got to yeah. leave all this behind. Um, so I think for a lot of people living busy lives and we, we do live busy lives. We've lived very fearful lives. We live very uncontent lives for many people getting to this place of gratitude in one's life. And I've started uh, for my podcast and, and for my life as well, is I write down in, in my book, um, one, of, one of my goals every single day is to practice gratitude. And that is just to stop for 10, five minutes in the day and just thank, thank God, thank everyone that will just be grateful for who I am and what I've been able to achieve. And it can be any moment of the day, just stopping and just being grateful, being happy and being thankful. And I think that we take things, a lot of things for granted in Mm -hmm. many, many different um, aspects of our lives, but I don't want to be ungrateful. 
You know, I may not have millions of dollars or I may not have thousands of dollars, but what I do have is my life and my heart is beating. It's healthy. And from what I've seen and, you know, being able to hear your story, man, and, and hearing what, what you've been able to go through and what you've been able to experience, I'm appreciative of your time. I'm appreciative of what you've been able to experience and what you've been able to share, you know, so that in of itself, that's valuable. And you never take that for granted, man. Never. Cause no, no. Yeah. well said, man, seriously. Like, it, like I always say, like for everyone that feels anxious, I got a lot of friends that always feel anxiety and I'm like, just feel grateful for something right now. Yeah. Just anything. One thing. Are you grateful for anything? Like even just having thumbs so you can do stuff in the world. Like even having like this eyes. water, yeah. eyes, ears, list, being able to hear your favorite music in the world. Like be grateful. There's people that can't even hear. They can't see. They can't stuff. And even though we all know this, until you're this close to it, like you're so close, then you're like, it's just a heightened grateful mm-hmm. feeling and, and that attitude. And like that attitude, we got to carry that forward. I mean, the whole, the world's going through some major turmoil and transition. There's so much stuff going on. And like, you're right. Just that gratitude alone, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it carries a very long way. And I feel like just even the solution to anxiety can just be being grateful. And when you catch yourself being anxious, like, Oh, I got to do all this stuff and I got to accomplish all this stuff. It's like, just chill. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, just like, it's okay. It's like, don't worry about it. And it's like, you're right. hundred percent. Like I always feel that. And that's why when I was talking about like, I'm so thankful just for this meal and just that gratitude. It's like you get a hot meal. There's people starving. There's yeah. people losing their lives. There's people dying. There's people with all kinds of problems way worse than this day. And, and the thing about our NDEs that I think are so critical is people don't, everyone thinks they have this misconception. They're going to live long. Mm. They all think they're going to live till 80. Everybody, they all look at them. They think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that later. Oh, when I'm old and gray. You know, you hear there's these phrases and sayings. Mm. And that's not always the case. There's people that have died way younger than us. Mm. There's people, I mean, I've, I've, I've um, been with a friend that had to bury a six-month-old. Like, it's, there's people that just, their lives are, and everyone has their own path. And that's, that's not, just be grateful because I feel like it's this big numbers game. And when your number's up, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. But it's like everybody has that number and that number's coming for you. Like we're all going to die. It's just a matter of when and how. So you're like every day, you know, if I can get out of bed, yeah. Does it hurt? Totally. I still feel the whip, like the whiplash and the, like the pain. And some days are just gnarly and my pelvis goes out. I'm just like, Oh, this sucks. But even when I go on these um, trekking adventures and like these, these hikes and these like expeditions, like I just go slow. Like really it was 80 kilometers, this thing. And it's all by foot <laughs> and you go through like 47 rivers and you have to avoid green vipers and leeches in the jungle. Like it's, and you're going through this jungle that's been bombed a million times. It has so much history mm-hmm. and we found actual bomb parts and there's live mines that you, we have spotters that you have to stay on the path because we have to avoid it. So it's a, it's a cuckoo thing. Wow. There's not a lot of people that go through this, but with that said, it's like, it's so something that I just take in stride, right? Because if you're injured, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not like 18. So I can't just, you know, fly around like Tarzan on all the vines. So <clears throat> that plays a role, but really the injuries, I just, that was my, my gift to myself was to start doing these kind of expeditions and stuff and just living again with, with the capacity that I'm not just going to be like, Oh, I'm hurt in a car and stuff. Like, I just never even want to believe that, even though, yeah, I have the pain and I just work through it. 
because scar tissue is never going to heal. It's never going to get the blood flow that a muscle got, but you're going to, you know, I'll feel it. Like there's one time I was swimming in one of the other caves and like, I could feel it. I'm like, Oh dude, like this just isn't working for whatever reason. I'm just like right here. It's tightening on me. So yeah, I just, I guess I just put through it, but that's just a, a part of a way of feeling grip. So as I'm climbing up these mountains and I'm feeling a little tired, I just take a break. And I feel that gratitude. And I'm like, at least my legs are here. Like, at least I can do this. Because if I didn't have, it could have been way worse. I could have been sitting in a wheelchair and trying to like make a go of what's rest left of the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, that gratitude goes a long way. And I, I really wish like, I wish I would hear this from everybody's mouth. <laughs> what you just said, you know? Yeah. I love hearing that. And I always say that. And, you know, I, I post these things and, uh, you know, the gram only goes so far. A lot of people just, you know, skim the content. It's hard enough to get, you know, traction on there. So we're all in each other's counts and we're really trying to get to know each other. Mm. But you're right. Like after an NDA, we got to pass our message along and we got to try and help the people that have never had that. Yeah. And it's a tough, it's going to be tough. They're not going to be able to grasp this concept. They're not just going to go, oh my God, I listened to Jay and Greg and I feel so much better. Well, yeah, you might. Like anytime I, I, I do speaking, a lot of people feel great, but it's actually giving them a way to implement these, these tools into their lives so that they can have some kind of long-term effect. Because a lot of people aren't going to have an NDE. Nice. They're just going to be faced with their death yeah. and be on their deathbed or it might come so sudden they don't even know what happened. So I always say I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have these experiences, no matter how painful they were. I'm blessed to be able to come out the other side of them and share the story. And yeah. I don't care if you you don't believe me or not, but that's what happened in my life. And I want to share it. Like I'm not going to, who am I to hold it back? You know, yeah. like if I have a, I always say this to people, if you have a story that you know that has changed your life, there's a reason for why it changed your life in the first place. So if you know that it changed your life, why are you holding it back from potentially impacting somebody else's life as well? Because you never know until you actually share it who is going to be impacted by it. So don't, I was, it's like I say to myself, don't be selfish, Jay. Don't hold back on the things that you've been through because someone could be uplifted by it. Someone could be helped by it, challenged, inspired, educated, you name it. But at least myself or even you, Greg, have, have done the thing and that is, is being open and being willing to share it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. And you're even if it just helps. I always have that attitude. Even if just one person, if it helps just that one person, then it's yeah. worth it. You know, it, it, you might help people on a mass scale. You might not. It doesn't matter because there might be. Because I wish someone would help me. Like when I was going through that, I really didn't find any help. Like I was like, like if, if you ever had a concussion and had to recover, those concussions are weird. Mm. You're losing. Like basically, I went from like having a computer brain and I could calculate like mortgages in my head with the pay down in like 10 years. And people are like, how do you do that? Just give me the interest rate and I'll tell you the payments. Like, I don't even need a calculator. And then I go from that to building like software and stuff to, to like, <clears throat> I was like, <clears throat> it was so bad. I was leaving post-it notes, whether I fed my dog or not. And I had to almost leave my house on fire. I uh, put soup on, forgot that I put it on. Oh. Then saw my dog and I'm like, hey, let's go for a drive. And then just as I was out with my dog, it popped into my head. I put soup, like I told you, it was nightmare. So I burned back to the place. I thought I was going to light the house on fire. Luckily I had the lid on. So it was just smoke everywhere. I had to call the fire department. I'm like, there's just way too much smoke. I don't even know if it's toxic. It was 
brutal, man. It was like, I was leaving post-it notes everywhere. I had a wall of post-it notes and I had them all data and I had to literally just do this until my brain healed. Like I was like, my, my short-term memory was so bad. Um, I had lost clients. I, I would see the email and be like, I'm, I'll get back to them and I'd forget. They'd get so mad. And then uh, I would open a tab on my, on my browser and like I'd forget instantly what the heck I was opening it for. It was that bad. Like the short term would just got nailed. So, so when you hit your left side of your head, your short term is uh, up for grabs. <clears throat> but then I locked out and I found... Hmm? Sorry, how did you um, get your short term memory back? Uh, so I, I locked out. Yeah, I actually found this uh, treatment and they, they, um, I met a, a healer that... Um, so basically I have these, these healers that were healing me. Um, like one was a chiropractor. It was awesome. And like, he literally stopped me from having surgery. Like I felt like I had a knife in my C5, C6 that was just sitting there and we were able to kind of open that joint over like two years. And then finally the pain went away. It was like, we had to just work at it. But I met this, uh, another, uh, lady that was treating the NHL hockey players for their concussions. And it's a, it's called FSM frequency specific microcurrent. So it's this microcurrent that goes through and helps because when your brain gets injured, it uh, shuts down. So your body shuts down because it's trying to protect you and it's trying to utilize the rest of that brain. So I, at first I thought, I ah, don't worry, we don't even use all of our brains, who cares? And then I was like, damn, my memory is like sucks. Like it was even word recall. Like I couldn't even recall words. And you know how you, in a conversation you can think four or five thoughts down the road? Mm. It wasn't happening. So I was like, okay, let me check it out. And it wasn't like a proven medical thing or anything, but it was like so effective and so powerful. I literally did one session of this and, and you, there's no pain or anything. You just hold like these wet kind of like towels mm. and there's these little um, wires. So they clip onto the towels and they, they literally spit, send a microcurrent around your, your brain or whatever part of your body you're trying to heal. And the microcurrent woke up this side of my brain, just like that. I was like, are you serious? So I ended up buying one of these machines not too cheap. It's like a couple thousand, but, um, it was night and day. Like I was like, my brain works. Like it was like, you know, getting your sight back. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God. So I was like, that was miracle boy. All of a sudden, like, I'm like, I wish I had this, you know, in the first eight months I would have helped, but I think I found it like a couple of years into it. I'm not sure, but I found it later down the road. Mm but it was just in time. It was just in time to save my comedy. It was just in time to start photography. It was just in time for everything. Mm. Wow. So that alone was like the biggest turning point. So that I was able then to build my life again. Cause without that, I don't know. And you know, like a lot of people, you know how you see like someone homeless and stuff and people like, I hate when people like get down on them and like, go get a job. You don't know that that person was a CEO somewhere and got a head injury and no one helped them. Like, you don't know that you have no idea. So I'm saying you as in general, not you, but I'm saying like, people don't know, they don't get that. So the poor guy, like could anybody, like a lot of those people. And then sometimes they don't have the healthcare and they don't have the system to, in order to help them. And sometimes we don't always have the tools in our healthcare system to help people with all kinds of ailments. You know, sometimes there's solutions in different places. So yeah, it was that FSM treatment. It's, you should look it up. It's like frequency specific microcurrent. And it was night and day. And like the people that offered it, that were doing it, weren't like, they were just like kind of, I think you had to be like a massage therapist or a physiotherapist, like a physical therapist in order to get certified in it. Mm. So it's an actual treatment, but it's, it it was done. It just restored it. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like it was just such a relief because I was scared yeah. and I didn't tell anyone. Like I was like freaking, I'm like, when is this going to stop? Like, 
And time was, I couldn't even tell time. I had people get mad at me so much. Like, I was literally invited to all these like wicked events and stuff. I was, I'd be late. And they're like, why are you late? I'm like, I couldn't tell time in my head. Like I, I didn't know how much time I needed to get somewhere. I couldn't do a schedule. I had to get my project manager to do like a, a schedule for a client for a build on a website. Like I couldn't tell time. It was awful. And then it restored. I mean, I could, even though you look at your watch and you go, oh yeah, it's like three o'clock. Yeah. You knew it was three o'clock, but for a fraction of a second, but you know how we keep that gauge in our head? I couldn't do that. It was, I was going berserk. So I just made a ton of notes, I mean, post-its and like, I just worked through it. And really it was all about that patience and trusting. Like I knew, okay, I'm like, okay, this is obviously part of my path, but can we heal the brain? Cause I need the brain in order to survive. Like I don't have a rich family. I can't just, I don't have money track. I can't just go somewhere and get money. So mm. yeah. That was the critical thing. Thank God I had that. <laughs> I would have been Dude. in big trouble. <laughs> that is insane. Honestly, that is insane. I feel like I could speak to you for ages, man, but I, I'm just looking at the time and I want to be very mindful of it. Um, yeah. I've, I've really appreciated speaking to you, man. I feel like we're connected on, on a good level here. I have one question, one last question for you, man. <laughs> and this is more of a, a legacy kind of question. So I asked this to to um, entrepreneurs and everything like that. But I'm curious to know your answer to this. So your friends, you've reached the age of 100 and you've been able to reach that age uh, even though you've been through these NDEs and, and all that sort of stuff. And you've done pretty much everything you have in your life and your friends have documented and, and recorded everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how they got it. They just did. And they put it together in a, yeah, I know. She arguing that. It was it. Yep. <laughs> they put it together. All my phone data. You caught me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're busted. Um, we're going we're gonna to show it to everyone now. So what do you want that, on your 100th birthday, what do you want that mixtape to say and to show about you? I would just say patience and perseverance, first thing that comes to mind, because in life, regardless of what you're going through, just be patient. It's good. It's not forever. And it's always temporary. And don't get yourself like, like I always say, don't get your shit in a knot. It's kind of a saying, but it's just like, don't get like, it's a saying that I've heard from generations. Just don't always be patient. And it's, it, it's the most critical advice I could ever leave anyone because when you be patient, you work through it then you, you don't have that anxiety. You get, you just, you're not creating this extra, I feel like it's like extra work to be anxious. It's extra work to worry all these things. So just be patient and persevere. Persevere means like have the determination, desire and discipline to never give up mm. on your dreams on anything. Because if you're, if you have breath, you have like all your senses and you're eating, you're healthy, go get it, go get your dream, whatever that is. And that's where to tie this whole thing together, that clarity you get from that meditation, that will give you your dream. Mm. you just do it. And how many times have you seen people that fall into, you know, maybe your dream's not success and a billion followers. Like that's not a, the, the dream. That's not your purpose. You know what I mean? So follow that plan, regardless of where we are in technology, regardless if AI, you know, takes over, or does it like regardless of wherever the earth is at. And if the earth is still here, just go for it because mm. that inner fire that fire that drives us to, to do our purpose, that's going to, you take care of those little things and that big picture will just take care of itself. Mm. That's a great well, one. Sort of end that <laughs> and like, that's, that's perfect. We appreciate your time, Greg. I mean, honestly, no, thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your journey and your story with us, man. Like I feel inspired. I feel 
really, really thankful for you, man, and, and what you've had to go through and, and what you've been able to share with me as well. So I know I'm I'm thankful for it and I know a lot of other people are going to be very appreciative of it too. So we've gone an hour and three minutes, which is epic. Nice. I love That's it. like a world record, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you have to be. do a part two. I will we'll do part two, man. I didn't even ask you half the stuff, not even like a quarter of the stuff that I was going to actually ask you in the first place. But we just went on a completely different level, which I, I loved. and. It, it just worked, man. I didn't even do an introduction, so <laughs> it was, didn't, do, didn't do normal. So I love it. Awesome, dude. Yeah, we can totally do a part two. There's so much stuff to cover, and it's tough because we. It's weird that we have that. I didn't even know you had an ND, and you had three of them. So sometimes that just uh, it, it comes before some of those basic questions that you know some people might want to know, and maybe it's important we do break it into two chunks because. I think it was important for this to be discussed and it's important to, mm. for anybody that may have gone through this or had a family member go through, you just don't know. You don't know anyone's story, but if it helps them, then hallelujah, you want to help people. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's your only chance, right? Go do our best. Let's definitely do part two. I'm keen for it. And I know once this one goes live, I know that people are going to want a part two. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want a part two. So we'll definitely, we'll definitely do a part two. I think we'll try and hook it up sometime next month because that's what I'm planning on releasing this in a couple of weeks time. And we're almost, almost at the end of May. And it just feels like May was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, May, I know. It's just, it goes so quick. Yeah. And now I can keep track of time, no problem. So I feel that now. Like I yeah. restored back to normal where it's like, oh my God, the time's just flying. So I really got to, it's the same principles. I go back to that moment, the meditation, gratitude, and just try to keep it like, mm. okay, let's slow it down a bit. <laughs> Only May, whatever. And then tomorrow's one more day. So yeah, just a day at a time. Mm. And that's, that's everything I do. That's it, man. That's it. Dude, it's been awesome. Seriously, thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> Absolute pleasure, man. I don't like this part because it means that sadly, we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it'll go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.